This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Backstage Chicago. I'm Lisa Fielding with WBBM News Radio, and today we are in the Lakeview East Wrigleyville neighborhood, inside a storefront that many people might have driven by and didn't realize how fun it is inside here. We are in the Other World Theater, and I do feel like I'm in another world. That is for sure. And joining me is Tiffany Keen Schaefer, your artistic director and founder of Other World Theater, and Bryce Reed, and your director of the Portal Prov, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Welcome. Thanks so much for being a part of this. Oh, thanks for having me. You, you said the buzzword. Of, what was that? Uh, that you were felt transported. You felt you were in an- another world. Well, absolutely. When you walk in, you smile right away. Oh, my goodness. And there's so many things that. to see. So we're going to talk all about that. So welcome, Tiffany. Uh, you were the founder and director, and you guys are about to celebrate your 10th year. Congratulations. Oh, it's so surreal. So thank you so much. Yeah. So tell us about this place. Where was it born in your brain? Sure. (laughs) So um, I was a senior um, at Columbia College of Chicago, and the brainchild kind of sparked with me. Um, So Otherworld Theater, we do science fiction and fantasy performance, and I was actually in line for Skyrim. Uh, it was the midnight premiere, and so um, for those of you who may not know, Skyrim is a video game. So I was at GameStop, and we were in line. We were waiting for it to come out, and everyone in line were were so excited for this new world that we were going to explore. And you know, there was such a community, and I was like, "Where is theater for these people? These are my people. I want to make theater for them." Uh, you know, they're waiting in line to explore this world and explore universes, and there's really not a theater or a, a home for them. So that's kind of where I was like, maybe I could merge science fiction and fantasy, which I absolutely adore. And I was at the time getting my uh, degree in directing. So I was like, maybe I could merge them and make a science fiction and fantasy theater company. And then I was like, oh, I'm so scared. There's so many (laughs) theater companies in Chicago. There's like 200. And so I was very scared and nervous. Um, But right when I graduated in 2012, Ray Bradbury passed away. And he was my favorite author. And he has a quote. And it's, jump off a cliff and build your wings on the way down. And uh, that really stuck with me. And I was like, Ray Bradbury would want me to do this. And so just take the leap. And I didn't know what I was doing. 
um, I, you know, fresh out of college, uh, wanting to create art. And that's why it's so surreal to me that 10 years later, here we are in a space. Um, yeah, just an incredible journey that other worlds had. And Bryce, how did you get involved with this? You know, I uh, I knew uh, Tiffany's husband, actually, from work. Uh, and he's like, we have this great sci-fi theater. You should come see a show. Uh, so several years ago, I came and saw a show called Princess on Mars. Uh, <laughs> and I it, before they had this space, uh, and it was really cool. Uh, so I kind of came t- uh, kept in touch after that. I participated in uh, some of their LARP events um, as a, a non-playable character. Uh, and then uh, when the opportunity to direct a show came up, I kind of jumped at it. I realized we were coming back from the pandemic and it'd be cool for um, Other World to have its own uh, flagship improv show. Okay, we're going to get that to tomorrow. Yeah, totally. Now you said LARP, live action role playing. You got it. Right? Okay, just so for the folks at home that know yeah, that. Yeah. So you've been called the premier sci-fi and fantasy production company in North America. That is amazing. It is. Not many like you. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think that science fiction and fantasy um, is getting, a, like, uh, we, we happened right at the exact right moment, right? In 2012, Iron Man was coming out. Uh, Marvel's universe was starting to uh, take shape. And people were really starting to participate. And the community was starting to form around, um, you know, having discussions about these fandoms and what it uh, what it means to be a fan, what it means to be a nerd. Um, so we were we formed right at the right time, and um, you know, nerds are the most incredible incredible people. Uh, they give such life to us. Uh, they are so loyal. Um, we have people that have come, you know, for ten plus years now um, to all of our events, even from the beginning, uh, just loving um, what we do and us loving them back. Uh, it's such a great relationship that we have with um, our patrons and fans. Now, what is live action role playing? We talked a little bit about how it goes back to traditional things, like even my dad used to do, like Civil War react reenactment, uh, the Renaissance Fair in Bristol, Wisconsin. It's really evolved into something huge now. Yeah, I think that LARP is, is, is kind of having a renaissance right now. Um, immersive theater, escape rooms are really starting to take off. Um, people who are like, oh, LARP, I'm not sure if I would like that. And I usually go, you've probably done it before and you just haven't known. <laughs> um, if you've ever done like laser tag, if you've ever done an escape room, if you've ever done a murder mystery dinner, these are all forms of LARP. Um, and you know, it, it's really that, um, immersive experience and that interaction that you have, um, actors and patrons together creating a story. It's very collaborative, um, which is why, you know, it, it always excites and fascinates me, the work of the collaboration that we have with our patrons of them also telling a sci-fi story with us. Speaking of, mm-hmm. why don't we get right to the point here? You've got a big show coming yes. up and it really has a lot to do with what we're looking at here. Yes, we are sitting in a space station. Aha, I feel it. I feel it. We have purple lighting, red lighting, portals. Kind of describe it for folks. Yeah, so right now we are in the mess hall um, on D12 um, (laughs) on the space station Horizon. And Horizon is... 
takes a lot of inspiration from neo-noir. So there's a lots of downlighting. We're, we're, we're very much in contrast to kind of give you that feel. There is a little stage where we have a jazz singer, Wanda Van Sky, and there's a big poster on the wall that limited time engagement for Bull Star employees only. Um, Horizon's favorite gal, and she um, how she how we, the show opens is a, is a jazz song about secrets um, to kind of really get you into that neo noir feel. Um, so this yeah, this immersive immersive whodunit type of thing. Yes, mm-hmm. like the board game Clue come to life, but taking a sci fi. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you (laughs) got it. So tell us what happens when you come visit here and want to be part of this particular show. For sure. So right when you walk in, um, you're greeted by... you know, the ticket person, and they kind of walk you through of what you can expect. Um, you get a wristband and uh, green if you want full immersion where the uh, where the actors will come up to you and start talking to you right away. But if you're more of a person who likes to watch more voyeuristic approach, we'll give you a red wristband so you can kind of choose your, uh, choose how you interact with the show. Mm. Um, and then right away, you're given a debrief that you are a Terran operative of special forces and you are on horizon to to discover um, and, uh, you know, who killed Val Trammell, who is uh, a Bull Star scientist. And so you have to investigate the crime scene, uh, you know, walk through the clues, uh, interact with alien races, um, and, you know, really uh, interrogate them. And uh, with uh, a lead, Simon Stone, who's the lead detective, and, you know, you get to interact and have special, um, you know, interactions with all the actors, which I think is really special, and ask them any question that you want. Uh, our rehearsal process is very in-depth where we build these huge backstories. And so on a drop of a hat, if someone's like, so where are you from? They know exactly what to say. Um, and we have cool sci-fi cocktails. So, um, you know... Yeah, it's it's very key for a noir. You have to have your uh, you have to have your you know horizon your Manhattan flowing. Yeah, you know the the your clock. inner detective comes out. <laughs> yeah, and if you're a little nervous, you know, take a little drink, get some liquid courage. And these are small <laughs> groups. Yeah, for many only, reasons. Yeah, it's only eight people okay. um, can do the experience at once. So um, we do that on purpose, so you really can get that one-on-one interaction um, and really feel like you're a part of the experience and part of the world. Um, and then at the end, uh, no spoilers, but you get to choose the ending. Like there's multiple mm-hmm. endings for this experience, depending on what the audience decides. So So before we got a little tour of all your spaces around here and the backspace is kind of your domain and you do something called Portal Prov and that's every Sunday, is that right? Yeah, Portal Prov runs uh, every Sunday at seven o'clock here at Otherworld uh, and it's our flagship sci-fi and fantasy show. Um, Each week we spin a wheel to determine uh, what the theme of that week's show is going to be. Uh, So uh, we've done Back to the Future, uh, we've done Star Wars, we've done Jurassic Park uh, and so we don't know what the next week's show is going to be until the previous week's show ends. Uh, And then we have a week to kind of bone up on our knowledge of that thing. Uh, and then uh, when the audience arrives, we uh, 
we act like we're going to start a normal improv show. And then uh, a mysterious character called the Portal Guide shows up and uh, causes mischief and transports us through the portal to the world of that week's theme. Uh, and then after intermission, the portals have collided. And now we're, we're pulling on all kinds of different themes and fandom. And it's, it's a really fun show. Now, improv is just magic to me for people who can do that and just... Like you said, spin a wheel and come up with something and you guys just go off the rails. Tell me a little bit of how that works and um, really the skill that it needs to be able to do something like that, improv. Sure. Um, so Especially improv. These themes. I'm sorry? <laughs> Especially with these themes. Right? Oh, right, right. Yeah. So uh, so when I was casting the show, I wanted to make sure um, I cast people who were um, not only fantastic at improv, but also ha- who had a passion for different kinds of fandoms and uh, nerdery. Uh, the passion <laughs> for me was more important than actually having explicit knowledge because you can always learn that later. Sure. Um, but some of the things that are important when you're improvising is learning to say yes to people's ideas. Um, because if you start to say no to people's ideas, they can kind of be cut short um, or scenes don't really go anywhere. But if someone were to say, hey, everybody, we're on this spaceship and uh, everybody's made of lettuce. Um, <laughs> if there's one person in the scene that says, uh, no, that's that's dumb. We're not made of lettuce. Then the scene kind of falls. Yeah, it's flat. So you want people who are open to other people's ideas who will say yes to them and then add their own ideas onto them. So not only are we made of lettuce, but if uh, we get touched by the vinegar monster, we're going to shrivel. Um, so that's the kind of uh, thought we think of. Did you just come up with that or did you actually do something like that? That was improv right off the dome right now. <laughs> oh my God. See, I both see your brains like literally ticking inside. That's hilarious. And uh, I bet people just belly laugh with what you guys come up with because I just laughed at just something that you just picked up just now. Yeah, uh, audiences have really liked it so far. We've um, sold out two of our first wow. four shows. So uh, things are going really well and uh, I'm excited to see um, where the show goes. And where, how did this jump off from Tiffany's whole concept here? Sure. So um, I really love the concept of this theater. Um, you know, I'm friends with Tiffany um, and I've, you know, been to see shows at this theater. So I was already on board with the mission and I knew that I had close to 20 years of improv experience really? and performing. Okay. So I was like, what if I brought what I can bring to the table to their mission of putting out sci-fi and fantasy content? Uh, and we let that simmer and come together. That's really awesome. And that's one of your newest projects here? Yeah, we're only four shows deep. Wow. Yeah. And so far, so good. So far, so great. Yeah. (laughs) So tell me where these ideas come from. I mean, his just, we're made of lettuce. was like, where did you get that? And everything (laughs) that you talk about, and even the visuals in this place, where does your creative contact come from? Do you wake up in the middle of the night and say, I'm going to build a spaceship. <laughs> I'm going to... You know, sometimes it is that way where you're just like struck with lightning. Um, but I do think that it's a lot of... It comes from a lot of the collaborative uh, conversations that I've had with, you know, my uh, ensemble, my team. Uh, you know, hor- like this uh, Murder on Horizon was a devised process. So all the actors, we gave them an archetype, but they really created their character. Um, when, uh, we put together the show. So, you know, we, I knew that there was gonna be a jazz singer, but the actress was like, well, I want to be Wanda Van Skye. And I came from Tara, but I'm really excited to be here on Horizon. And we're like, yes, and so very much similar to improv in that way. Um, but we're all around a table. And so we're like creating this, you know, 90 minute experience together. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that just the people that I surround myself with, um, you know, uh, 
and then, you know, ideas really grow. And obviously I'm inspired by other fandoms, you know, um, in this particular show, we were really inspired by Bioshock, which is another video game, uh, that takes place under the water. Uh, so another kind of isolated, um, experience um and we were inspired by like just noir films we watched a lot of silent films and kind of how are we going to blend these two uh these two ideas together so like for instance in noir there's lots of um high contrast in lighting right and lights coming through things so we are like oh these metal grates we'll have the lights come through the metal grates, we'll get that nice contrast, and we'll get those shadows that you can sometimes get from, like, the window or the blinds in neo-noir. So how do we translate these two seemingly different genres and merge them together? Where does your um, cast come from? Just everywhere? Oh, my God. Uh, Where everywhere. don't they come from? Backstage uh, <laughs> Chicago. Um, yeah. it's, it's actually, the, yeah, because there's a, there's a website that's called Backstage um, that where we find actors who we, we post online. Um, but especially now, a lot of actors, they moved here, the pandemic happened, and then they were inside for two years. And so they're, they, they really come from all over. And especially now we're getting like a surge of, it feels like new talent um, because they've just been cooped up inside and we weren't able to meet them before. Um, and they're just like so ready to play. I bet, I bet. So I was looking at some of your old, sh your older shows from ten years back, and you—it looks like you've got Greek mythology, vampires, monsters, apocalyptic worlds. I mean, you name it. <laughs> yeah. Again, <we're, laughs> where do these come from? We are world builders here at Other Worlds. Okay. Uh, we really revel in transformation. I think transformation of. Places, you know, you mentioned when you walked in, you felt like you were transported. And I, you know, that's so much part of our mission. Um, you know, not just escapism, but the exploration of, of you know, new worlds, new ideas. Um, and, and science fiction and fantasy really can help us do that in a way that's really accessible. Um, so to celebrate that, how do we, as artists, um, foster that change, that transformation, that spark of joy? So when you talk when you talked about that, I was like, "That's exactly what we aim to do all the time," <laughs> um, and we can do that with Vampire World. Yeah, we took over an old uh, Gothic cathedral here in Chicago, <laughs> and we did. It was called Gone Dark, and it was wow. a vampire hunter, and you followed the vampire hunters around the creepy church, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, Princess of Mars was kind of immersive as well. You started out at, in this house and it was like the saloon, the bar, the westerns that we were still on earth. And then when it was time to go to Mars, you went to, uh, an another building. And when you walked in, it was Mars. Wow. Um, so that was like, you know, like how do we, and, and I, people make fun of me all the time, but I always make, make sure that it's like the smells are different. So like the saloon had more leathery smells and Mars had more of an earthy smell wow. um, to make sure that, like, you're not just not just sight or sound, but you're also the, the all the senses. You want to you want to trigger all of those to feel transported. You know, the key word that the buzzword we were talking about earlier is immersive. Yes, everything we've heard about lately, even art exhibits, uh, memorabilia exhibits, are all immersive. Well, this is completely immersive. So you guys were kind of the pioneer in getting people involved, not only in comedy, but in theater and escapism uh, with all this, you're kind of ahead of the game with all the immersive trends that are going on right now. Yeah, I mean, um, I, 
in terms of making it accessible, I think that LARP has been, you know, has such a, a very vast his, his, and varied history. Like you were talking mm-hmm. about um, reenactments of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in Europe, there's a lot of more in, reenactments like that. They they still do like the epic battles of, you know, the Middle Ages. Um, and then so, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, that coming back too with things mm-hmm. like Critical Role, I think really invigorated other people to want to cosplay more um and then cosplay kind of been like well then i want to take photo shoots well i need all these epic um immersive locations for my photo shoot i kind of want to stay in this character longer and then you act like that character at cons and then you're like i want to do this in a cat i want to merge all these ideas together so i think that it's just like the like everything is kind of coming together and making immersive live action role playing experiences so one of the things we do um other world we have a separate thing called moonrise larp games and we take over castles for four days wow. and so for four days you dress up as we have two right now we have albion school of sorcery that's our wizard school so you're like essentially taking magical classes you're a character you have to figure out um which Teachers are evil. <laughs> Do some spooping. Spooping. Um, spoop. Yeah, you know. What is it's, that? It's like I like that word. Uh, it's like sneaking, but it's also kind of creepy because it's at night. So spooping. We call it spooping around, you know. I love that um, word. I'm, I'm going to have to use that yeah, in some it. sentence at some point. <laughs> spooping uh, uh, around, and uh, you know, um, you know, uncovering the mystery of, uh, you know, we call it Albion School of Sorcery. Um, but yeah, it's very much like, you know, an offshoot of like Harry Potter or the magicians or even Sabrina, uh, the teenage witch. Um, and then we also have Chronicles of the Realm, which is our high fantasy one. And yeah, you stay there, you know, all the food is of the theme. Um, and, uh, you stay in the castle overnight. So it's, you know, you're, you're in it to win it, as we say. Where do you find a castle around here? You know what? There's actually quite a few castles. <laughs> really? Um, Pricing wow. Pricing a lot of castles, as, as Bryce has, has been. Um, yes. Uh, Are you the castle scouter? <laughs> uh, I am I am not, no. But I have participated in some of the Chronicles of the Realm LARPs, and yeah, they, they were a lot of fun. In, uh, Oregon, Illinois. Yes, I know where Oregon is. Yeah, yeah. It's by Rockford, south of Rockford. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's called Stronghold, and it's a castle. It was built in the 1920s. And you can rent it out? And you can rent it out, Amazing. Yeah. And then there's Decoven Center, which is in Racine, Wisconsin. So kind of near Kenosha for those who yes. go to the Renaissance Festival. Um, it's not necessarily a castle. That one is um, a gothic. Um, it was a dormitory for priests. Um, but it really works well for Albion School of Sorcery because yeah. it's a dormitory. Um, and it has that, it has a cathedral on the site. So we do like our, um, you know, the house ceremony there and so it's a big cathedral and you're like walking down and it's great how did you go from having this storefront to being involved in these convention slash (laughs) so the experience type things we only took over this place in 2018 okay um so we only really had it for two years and then the pandemic hit yes so it was kind of one of those things where like, we did it, we made it. And then? And then boom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the LARPs were first, and, I, and honestly, the LARPs help us keep our space. You know, we're a nonprofit, other world theater. Okay. Um, and so, uh, you know, we rely on donations and grants. Um, but the LARPs, are so, they're so lucrative. Um, you know, people are really um, excited about this idea of LARPing and, you know, cosplaying for over the course of four days. 
Um, so it really helps us with our operations here at the theater. Um, but yeah, but when the pandemic and everything obviously had to stop, you know, in-person events. Yeah. Uh, we were in the wrong business uh, yeah. for pandemic times. But uh, we, we did an online LARP. So we LARPed over Zoom. Uh, you know, we gave people a creative outlet. Um, we did Valhalla. And so that was also a sci-fi. And it was really actually great because people were able to be creative inside their homes. So everyone, like, tried to make an o- their own sci-fi set. Wow. With what they had. <laughs> and it was like, we were like, yes, and. Like, you know, they were like, I had these cardboard Amazon boxes and I painted them silver. Um, and we were, you know, and then I had this light and I shot it through, you know, the hole of the cardboard and now I'm a space pirate and they like, it was so great. Like everyone was like, it was so, so needed. We were all ages. Um, yeah, all ages. Big community. Big community. Yeah. Sounds like it. Absolutely. And it was just so great to see people being able to still do community and still, and still being able to play, even though we were so isolated physically. Um, Bryce, you mentioned that you had two sold-out shows. People are coming back. Yes. People are coming back. They're, I think they're excited to actually be out at shows again um, after all this time, which is, uh, I was nervous about it, but uh, that definitely seems to be the case. Bigger and better. Everybody realized they took advantage. I think they took uh, arts and culture theater for granted, and now people are getting, I, I feel like I get an emotional experience when I come back and see live shows and live theater now. Absolutely. You know, we didn't know we needed it so badly. Uh, yeah, we, we really... And there's such such an appreciation now, you know, obviously it's always like once it's gone, you appreciate it so much more. So we're, we're really reveling, I think right now in the joy of being together and being a community. You said you had 20 years experience of improv. Have you ever done anything specific, so unique like this? Uh, this is the only time I've done a specifically sci-fi or fantasy show, yeah. um, but I've done uh, shows that have different themes, like I performed in a show called Camp, and we all played our uh, 13-year-old ver- versions of ourselves at camp. That's uh, great. <laughs> so that was fun, because we all tried to remember what we were like and, yes. and, and dress like we were, and oh. um, so... I, yeah, I really enjoy doing uh, improv shows that have some kind of slant like that. Uh, a, because it's fun to do, and B, it's easier to explain to people what the show's going to be. So if you tell people, oh, we're just going to do improv, well, what is it? I don't know. We're going to make it up. Uh, so it's good to have some kind of thing, uh, either genre or theme that's going to anchor it so that um, get people in the door, and once they're in the door, they'll love it. Speaking of walking in the door, let's try to explain what this place looks like. You gave me a quick tour, but every room is different, even the bathrooms. Yes. The bar is so cool. And you <laughs> have so you. many little things. You could be in here for hours and find new things on the wall. How long did it take to kind of accumulate those kind of things? And do you go out and shop for these things or you just you know randomly find, oh, that'd be great for this storefront? It's It's been a mix of things, honestly. Um, during the pandemic, I, you know, one of the ways that I was able to express and be creative was I kept working on the space because I'm like, one day we'll open. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we've been donated so so many priceless things. People are like, oh, I want to also contribute to the space. Like we, when you walk in, there's a dragon head on the wall. Ooh. I was um, just going to ask you, what's the most unusual item you have in here? That I sounds pretty is, unusual. It's pretty special to me. It was, it was made for Otherworld for our wow. opening by a local artisan. His name is uh, Jeff Harris. And uh, he was like, I want to make something for you. What would you like? And I was like, well, every fantasy place needs a dragon. 
So uh, it's Wyvern Drake Spear the Dragon. I was going to say, he's your mascot? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he's got to be, I guess. Yeah, 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 he, have greets, one, right? he greets everyone at the door. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, we have so many cool things here. Um, we have a case of oddities um, <laughs> that's, you know, we sometimes uh, interact with celebrities um, in our in our course of work, and, and they'll sometimes give us treasures. And so I'm like, oh my God, this priceless thing. Like, uh, uh, a few years ago, Harvey Guillen, from What We Do in the Shadows on FX, um, he plays Guillermo um, on What guy. We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's a treat. Uh, he plays a vampire hunter. Uh, spoilers. But um, he gave us uh, signed stakes. And we're like, oh my God, these are... You mean vampire stakes, not yeah. the Yeah, wooden stakes, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the motion wow. of stabbing. <laughs> vampire stakes. Yes, yes. Um, and so that's, you know, that's in our case. Um, we get autographs. Did uh, you say you have a kind of an Instagram moment with Doctor Who fans, you said? Wasn't there something back yeah, there? Yeah, we have what a TARDIS. Okay. We have a TARDIS by the bar. Um, so, you know, not everyone can say that phrase. No, (laughs) (laughs) right. Uh, It's bigger on the inside. It hosts our library. So when you, when you walk in, there's a library of science fiction and fantasy novels that we hold dear. Um, so yeah, it's kind of our Instagram moment. Um, I built it actually, um, for, uh, like deprivation because sometimes we have people, uh, neurodiverse. And so I wanted there to be a space for people to just chill out if they didn't want to be in the busy lobby bar okay. um, but it's become the instagram spot yeah <laughs> uh but it's, it is nice because the, the tardis if you need to you can close the doors and you can just kind of be in there and chill out um actors like to go in there memorize lines and you've got some game of thrones memorabilia in the back we do your dressing um, room's really cool too yeah uh yeah the nerd the nerd is everywhere so <laughs> the dressing rooms are uh in the bradbury we're sitting in the bradbury theater space mm-hmm. now where we built the spaceship or space station um but yeah the dressing rooms there's the the game of thrones uh sigils on you know the huge flags so we got those hanging up uh, but we have we have so many great science fiction and fantasy art in the space uh, that's on loan to us. Peter Morbacher, who actually lives in Evanston, he does art for Magic the Gathering. And so he's like, do you want to have some of my art pieces? Would love to loan you them. And we're like, yes, please. And so we have the Angelirium series um, by the bar. So local science fiction and fantasy artists, you know, such givers, this community. I'm just always in awe of it. You mentioned celebrities. You did have some celebrity guests here recently. Yeah. Um, so we had uh, Doug Jones uh, came with us, which he's like the celebrity that you don't know that you love. <laughs> uh, you know, you've seen him in Shape of Water. He was the the monster in Shape of Water. Oh. Um, you know, in Guillermo uh, del Toro's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Pan's Labyrinth. He was all, like th- three of those monsters as well. Um, he was in Hellboy. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. so many great things. So. And he currently plays Saru on Star Trek Discovery, uh-huh. uh, if you watch that show. And yeah. he's really great in that character. Uh, and he was really great when he came. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was uh, so excited that he was here, and I, I think the cast really enjoyed uh, playing with him. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a cool experience. Sounds like the word is out about you. <laughs> and you're helping, of course. Of course. So uh, tell yeah. us how we can get tickets to Murder on the Horizon and kind of what else is on the horizon for you guys here. Oh, man. Well, we're just opening up. So okay. um, we're kind of we, definitely as we're opening up, we're kind of taking it month by month. Sure. It's, it's such an unknown, you know, future. 
Um, but yeah, for Murder on Horizon, otherworldtheater.org is our website. You can go on there. We have a, a calendar. Um, we're going to be re- announcing pretty soon what our next season's going to be looking like. But Portal Prov is also ongoing for eternity. Uh, it'll be going on for many, 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 many Yeah, we'll Sundays. keep going until Tiffany makes us stop. <laughs> so you can Until always... you aren't lettuce anymore, right? That's right. Yeah, until the vinegar monster gets us. <laughs> you can always check out Portal Prov at 7 p.m., yeah. And when do you guys perform here? Um, for Murder on Horizon, it's Thursday through Sunday. Okay. So, um, we have all different time slots. We do the show Thursdays and, uh, Fridays, uh, twice, and then, uh, three times on Saturdays and one time on Sunday. And you can book a party here of eight people, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Bring your family, do a whole, like, experience, which I find a lot of people want more experiences and less, yeah, we had a less stuff party. these days. Yeah, we had a whole birthday party on Saturday night, and they bought it out and had a blast. You know, the new generation, I have a bunch of nieces and nephews, and my one uh, niece, she'll be 16 this year, and she loves escape rooms. She loves experiences. That's like a whole new thing right now that I think is really going to stick around. Yeah, I think that people, especially since they No been, more Chuck E. Cheese for your birthday. <laughs> you come no, to these kind of things. People have been hooked, like, just been closed off from the world for so long. I think experiences, they, they want to have a vast foray of memories and, like, building out and having many different, you know, lives as it were um and i think escape rooms help us do that i think cosplay helps us do that and i think immersive experiences help us do that yeah and how many shows do you usually have a year on a normal year oh my god so when right before the pandemic we literally every weekend we used to call it we're a con every weekend we would have events throughout the week every almost every night really truly all nerd uh science fiction and fantasy genre based um, we had craft nights, we had drink and draws, we had just a bunch of stuff. And we're going to slowly but surely come back to the, come back to that magnum opus of having <laughs> nerd stuff all the time. Uh, and we're slowly getting there. And it's just so great to see everyone again, like having Portal Prov, having people come out and just being at the bar and having a cocktail or mocktail and just like hanging out with us and having those conversations about fandom. It's just such a, such a treat, such a treasure. And how long is this particular show here? And then um, when do you kind of sit down and say, oh, it's our next show? <laughs> well, we're starting to, we're always planning yeah. ahead. Right now we're like, what is the next show? Um, so uh, this is going to uh, run uh, till mid-May. Um, so you can definitely, there's plenty of time to catch uh, your uh, place on the bird, as we say. Uh, catch your, catch your <laughs> reservation on Horizon in District 12. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say too much about what's coming up, uh, in June, but we have some pretty awesome things, um, on the horizon. No doubt. (laughs) I literally see both of your brains working through, through this entire interview. So (laughs) last question is, did you guys always, you know, were you always, um, nerds, fantasy, sci-fi, you know, fans when you were young? Could you ever believe that this is what you might be doing for a living? Uh, I never would have believed I was doing it for sure. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I was super into like Ninja Turtles and, uh, uh Star Wars yeah. and Indiana Jones, uh, and that kind of stuff growing up. And it's, it's only expanded from there for me. Uh, and yeah, I'm just so excited. I can take my comedy chops and, and turn it in this direction. Great. And it, it brings joy to me listening to you. And I can see the joy in your face when you talk about it. And that's great to be able to do as an adult. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I <laughs> I was brought up in a house full of jocks. Uh <laughs> And I was always trying to find the sci-fi fantasy, but, you know, my family was like, eh, it's not really our thing. And I was an only child, so I was pretty much watching all the things that my, you know, family wanted to watch, sports all the time. And uh, so I would be going to Blockbuster, Mm -hmm. and I was like, what's this, Dad? And he was like, oh, I guess you can watch it if you watch it in your room. And that was the Star Wars trilogy. Wow. (laughs) So I watched it alone, being like, does anyone else know about this? Oh, my gosh. Right before the internet, right? Like, you know, I was probably nine years old, and I was like, Jedi's. Um, of course. So, uh, yeah, and then... It's a rite of passage, by yeah, the way. And I'm so glad that your dad gave you that. anime, I think. Yeah. I was watching that when I was 12. So okay. I had to, like, discover it on my own. <laughs> um, and then being like, oh, my God, there's a bunch of other people who like Star Wars. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I found my people. Well, that's great. Tiffany... Keen Schaefer, Artistic Director of Otherworld Theater, and Bryce Reed. You are the director of Portal Prob. Everyone check it out. And you know what? You don't need to be a nerd to love this. I always say that everyone is a nerd. They just don't know it. It's true. (laughs) A nerd is something. Yeah. You'll learn about about something here. Right. Thanks so much for joining us on Backstage Chicago. Thank you Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Coming up on the next episode of Backstage Chicago, it's been the heartbeat of Chicago's nightclub scene for more than a century. Cabaret is everything from the American songbook, French music, pop, comedy, and Broadway. Some of Chicago's finest artists are gathering for the city's first ever Cabaret Week. We'll talk about its 100-year history in the city and just some of the best in the business. Listen to the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey! 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 